0: Hello and welcome everyone to the Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership. And my my desk is a mess right now. So excuse me while I look around and get myself settled in. <laughs> well, yes, I am Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership. This is the Lifelong Podcast and you're tuned in yet again. Wonderful. Yay! Uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, the big project that I just finished, the life, uh, the um, Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit. So I hosted a three days. Uh, it was an online conference, a summit. Where we had speakers who came from all over the world i pre-recorded the interviews i we released them all uh, where you had 24 hours access to the videos it was awesome it was so much fun and then as a bonus um, for those who wished to financially contribute to the project uh, we offered uh, not only all of the videos w- with no time limit, lifelong access, but also you could get interviews with all of the speakers. So those are extra bonuses available to those who purchase the all access pass. And it was really, really fun. Um, I know for the speakers, it was really fun. It was really fun to interview everyone. It was a ton of fun to do my own courses and my own teaching for the summit. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. So let's actually start today's episode the way that we usually do. Let's talk about uh, connecting with me on social. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, So connect with me on all of my different social platforms. I'd love to be in touch with you guys. I love to hear what you're doing, what you're grateful for, what you're working on, all of that kind of stuff. So definitely get in touch with me when it comes to all of that stuff. Okay, so let's let's do what we usually do. Let's start today's episode with a little bit of gratitude. So, of course, I want to be uh, show some gratitude to all of the speakers who came out to the Lifelong, um, to the Mindset and Impact Virtual Summit. It was awesome. Like, I learned so much from the speakers. It was. Um, it was a game changing experience, I have to say. And for those of you who joined, I am so grateful for those of you who attended. It was uh, quite quite the quite the show <laughs> of people who came out. So that was really fantastic. So thank you to everyone for being part of that. So let's actually get into reflecting on what what I learned through the process. So the biggest challenge that I had, um, was that I started out with a team of people behind me. And as this project changed, the who was involved it changed as well. And there slowly, as we were working on the project, more and more people um, had other commitments, had other things pop up. Life came in the way for a lot of people. So slowly, everyone on the team ended up um, for all different reasons. Life comes in the way, as I said, um, everyone dropped out and it was just me. And that was uh that was interesting that was not what i was expecting uh that's for sure <laughs> so but i am grateful for i am i am so thankful for the opportunity i had to try everything um yes i had to neglect certain areas i had to take certain parts of the project off of the task list and just kind of put those to the side all together while I focused my attention on what was important. So it was a neat experience, not only to try and do all of the different uh, roles that were required on the summit, but it was also an interesting experience um, to uh, prioritize. (laughs) <laughs> That's never been something I've been good at. I'm always someone who would rather jump in uh, and just, just go for it and go for it 120% until it's done, until my grand idea is done. But... Uh, this this summit definitely was a lesson in uh, prioritizing what was important because I could only focus on a certain amount of stuff at a time and I made a promise to myself at the beginning of the summit that I wouldn't rely on my virtual assistants and I was going to do this all um, on my own with well yeah and so that that was also difficult because once uh, the the team members dropped off it was, it was a challenge to, uh, to not ask for, for help from those people. So sticking to your values, I guess, is the moral of that story. Um, yeah, so let's talk about um, some more stuff about the summit. So building it, I loved building the summit. Um, all of the pages, all of the flow through, all of the code, all of the tiebacks to follow up funnels, all of that. Absolutely love. Um, The one thing I'm going to be doing for the next um, launch of the summit is an affiliate area. So um, people can be affiliates and start selling that. So that's definitely an addition that I'm going to work on because what I did this time was I had two different... Uh, membership areas running so I had to do them as two separate funnels so on one side I had um, the, f- the full summit with the all access passes the membership area but then in another funnel I had a speakers green room uh, running as a membership area so that speakers had access to all of the social graphics etc and um, But that was difficult to manage like two separate areas. So what I'm going to do next time is take out the speaker's green room and just run an affiliate area um, under like in the same in the same funnel. So it would be underneath my membership area. Um, if you want to see the walkthrough of that. So building it was really fun. Um, Tons and tons of opportunities for um, creative lists um, and creative follow-up sequences based on that stuff. So that was really fun to go through and uh, to sort out. And to be honest, I sorted most of that out live as the summit was going. I had issues with the SMTP server. So I had issues with um, the autoresponders sending out um, the broadcast emails, but I figured it out. I was just at my limit um, because I was being so creative. Uh, Great thing that I learned, definitely send out reminder emails. There was definitely an uptick in people who uh, joined the attended list because they saw um, the reminder email. So I would even do like two reminder emails. Um, there was a drop off like th- three times as many people came to day one, than came to day two. I did no re- reminder emails on day two, but I did one, three reminders day one, zero day two and one for day one. Um, and the, the attendance was kind of relative to that. Um, what else did I learn? I think that's about it for important stuff in the building area of the funnel. I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll think, actually, let me just pull it up here and, uh, tell you what I find. If my, nah, it doesn't want to go. Okay. Anyways, um, Networking with guests would be my second area I could focus on here um, as we talk about uh, things that I learned from this summit. Uh, so the definitely, definitely dream 100 needs to be put in place if you're going to be thinking about um, doing summits at all. Um, dream 100 is the way that it goes. Um, you definitely, um, you need to know who you're looking for and why. You also need to keep in mind both um, paid and earned uh, connections as well because there are some, there's definitely, you definitely are going to get um, free advertising from the people who are at the summit um, because they're going to send it out to their lists, obviously. Um, well, not obviously, actually. That's another thing. Um so you're going to get that. You're going to get that connection. So you have to work on work each of those connections. So yeah, it's going to be work to get the speaker to come and speak for you. But you also need to figure out what you can do for them. So network back and connect back and do um, an interview on their podcast, for example, um, and and continue to provide value for both of your audiences. And that way, you become, in some respects, a returning character in other people's narratives. Um, and then those. Those people who are interested in you um, will then come into your world that way. So that was interesting. Um, something I worked on there. Um, I also gave myself this really hard rule of um, not uh, not chasing people. I did. I don't like the idea of having to chase my guests. Um, if they if they want to be part of the summit and they want to be part of um, the opportunity, then awesome and. There were so many of those speakers, so I didn't need to keep chasing people. I gave people friendly reminders, um, but I recognized that life gets in the way. One of the speakers I asked, um, she couldn't join us because she was dealing with a giant legal case that she's writing and had a deadline for. So I was like, of course, Um, another speaker I was dealing with uh, or or working with couldn't, couldn't continue on because... Um, he had to move because of uh, the situation that's happening uh, right now in the world. So uh, recognizing that flexibility and recognizing that some people are not ready for this opportunity, um, and that's totally okay. And some people want to see what how it looks on the other side. Um, they want to see you know, a run-through of it first to kind of get an idea. There's di- people think differently, and some people need to work from a model while other people just come at it really uniquely and really authentically. And that's a, a difference. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying that's something I observed for sure um so I didn't chase after people and because of that I ended up getting the people who really wanted to be part of this opportunity that were in some cases less work and there was some that ended up becoming more work um just and that's uh, that wasn't bad it's it's a sign of someone who was really really uh, or It wasn't one person, it was a couple people, but um, people who are really um, excited and interested in the opportunity. So there's that. Uh, So definitely bringing out your Dream 100 list and working on it both in respects of who you want on your summit and then who you want to connect with in terms of uh, distributing uh, the idea and getting people to come on board with what you're doing so those those are two different lists you definitely should be working on so it's like your dream 200 um, in in some respects and then you want to dream 100 of who you want to come and be um, in attendance at your summit as well and that can be a little bit trickier um, because that's where you're I would I would start targeting individual people um, and then build my advertising lists off of that so that's what I have to say about networking Um, interviewing you're actually going to be interviewing people when you're putting together a summit so what I did was uh, it took me a month to record everything and I wore the exact same shirt Um, I tried to do my hair the same way I did my makeup the same way um, and I I tried to look exactly the same uh, so that when everything was pieced together it did give more of a feel of a single event um, or a live event. So that was something, who knows? Um, I think next time what I'm going to do, uh, there may or may not be um, change maker shirts coming down the line for those of you interested. Um, so next time I may or may not use um, that kind of a shirt so that it's tying into other um, products or services, you know? All right. Um, also with interviewing, I've, so I had two different mentalities and I tried them out in almost every interview. So I wanted to make sure that I was engaging directly with the content that um, was being brought to the presentation. So engaging directly with um, what the presenter was talking about in their presentation, right? Because they did the presentation and then they did the interviews. So I I tried to do engaging specifically with their content and then I also started doing um asking the most random questions that I'm like genuinely curious about when it comes to to talking to people. Uh, the people I I brought onto the summit are people I'm genuinely interested in hanging out with and talking to and whatnot um, so I wanted to share um, that kind of uh, the kind of weird questions that I ask randomly so like asking people out of the blue, like, what does empowerment mean to you? And what does the future look like? Cause I'm genuinely interested. So it was really neat to see the response difference from depending on what kinds of questions I was asking. Um, and some people were a lot more, uh, a lot easier to get into that kind of a dialogue with where I just wanted to forget all the questions that I had, um, thought up, um, where other people were definitely, um, Uh, kind of like trained in the school of interview where it's um, here's a complete cohesive thought in a package and next um, as their answer. So it was interesting to see both of those. Um, So I definitely learned to adjust my interviewing technique while I was doing that. Um, And what would I do differently? Ooh, ooh, ooh. There's so much I would do differently, um, but that is just because I would probably have more, I would give myself more time with a team. Um, I don't know necessarily if I do a live event, like fully advertised as a live event. Um, There's some adjusting to follow-up funnel and email sequence that I would definitely work on because um, that was an area that I completely neglected um, because of the time constraints. I would be a lot firmer on when the final date um, for speakers to be interviewed would be. Um, I had to push it back for a couple um, sessions, and it just became it, it became an extra an extra mess. Um, so I definitely do that. I'd follow up with um, my speakers a little bit more regularly. Um, because there were some people who were interviewing with me live and some people who were sending me videos that I would then um, edit afterwards. So I would just be a, a bit firmer on those deadlines because I needed the time to do all the editing to get everything else done behind the scenes. Um, so I, I see that as a marker of respect for myself to make sure that I'm giving myself the appropriate amount of time to get the project done so that I feel good about the results. Um, I set the deadline in place for a reason, so I should stick with it. Um, and then I can help my my speakers stick to that deadline by following up and reminding them um, on a on a little bit more regular basis than what I did. So so there's that. Um, I would definitely uh, work on the affiliate area uh, rather than the speaker's green room because managing two different membership areas um, was a little bit tedious uh, when I could easily put them in um, in an affiliate area. And then I also get the bonus of um, being able to, to monetize for uh, my affiliates. So that's great. Yay, affiliates! And then once I figure that out for one, I can... Um, you guys can all jump on whatever kind of. I'll just add affiliates to everything, um, and then you can you can help me in that way. <laughs> all right. So, what are the plans for upcoming summits? Because I am hundred percent in love with this idea. So, I've thrown around some ideas that I'm going to keep a I'm going to keep top secret for now. Just for now, I promise. Uh, but there are some that I can share with you uh, because I need the. Um, I need the accountability. Let's just say that this whole summit was based on uh, sharing it with a couple people and saying, this is what I'm going to do. I pushed the date back once when um, one team member was unable to, to help out. And then I launched the summit. I Connie Benjamin who spoke at the summit. She said uh, when she was talking about writing her book, she gave herself 15 minutes a day Um, She's she's busy mom. You can hear all about it at the summit. Uh, But she was talking about giving herself a deadline and knowing and giving herself permission to be to be the author, right? To feel like she's an author, to stop thinking about, oh, I can't do it because, you know, I'm not an author. I'm just a busy mom. And she was like, no, no, no. Once you start telling people that you're the author of the upcoming book, um, then you kind of have to stick to that. So you have to keep working towards that. And I thought that was really, really interesting. So I, um, that's that worked for me definitely um that's why I reached out to have a team in the first place was to make sure that there are other people in which I need to be accountable for um, so that was cool so I'll definitely work on um making sure I have a a stronger team like imagine what I could do if I had a team of a couple other people um that I could bring on to to help them with this kind of stuff that would be cool um I'd also love to um run a program that helps people with their presentation skills and helps business owners and entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, et cetera, et cetera, um, develop the skills that they need to present and sell um, with a story selling mentality as opposed to thinking that they're having to sell a product. Um, So I'm I'm interested in, in doing that. So keep your eye out for that. Um, so plans for upcoming summits I definitely want to do one around experiential education uh, because I just finished my uh, program at University of Calgary in adult education and community education and I love those ideas the ideas that we can learn from each other that was the crazy high school that I went to um, it was all based in the idea of community education where it doesn't matter if you have a teaching credential or not you probably still have information that you can share um, and and we can learn from each other in that way. So I definitely want to work on something like that, that would have things like uh, themes around self-directed learning, around project-based learning, community learning, um, alternative education models, um, but focused around self-directed learning for adults, um, because that's that's where the business world is going. I'm sorry, like um, it's not as much about locking yourself into a multi-year degree um, at an institution that is probably going to be teaching you something that's a little bit out of date, as opposed to jumping in and and going project by project or um, idea or skill by skill. Um, So I'm interested in that. And going off of that, actually, just because we're here and we're chatting, um, uh, the Toronto District School Board has released some... um, some news around what their hybrid model um, of education is going to look like in the fall. So it's going to be primarily online. And I was really interested by, honestly, it was just a couple sentence I came across, but um, I was really, I'm really interested in the idea of online project based, or what they called um, quadmasters. So it'd be four semester, four quadmasters um, per year where you're doing two courses at a time for a condensed, I think like 14 weeks or seven weeks or something like that. Like that's the way that, I've always, always wanted um, education to go for. That's the way that um, correspondence education went when I was in high school. Um, And that's how I excelled through things so quickly is because I was able to entirely focus on one or two projects, one or two subjects at a time. I wasn't trying to balance eight different subjects at the same time. Um, And the The key to that style of education is when you are able to tie the different, the different projects together and the different subjects together over the course of a year so that you can have incremental learning. Um, But it's really, really fantastic way to get really in depth, um, intense learning in, in one or two different areas. So I'm, fingers crossed, I'm really hopeful um, that that becomes um, an ongoing model that we're seeing in secondary school education total tangent there, but thank you for joining me on that one. Um, and then the other summit that I'm definitely working on, I don't have any dates or anything like that, but I'm definitely working on a summit around alternative dispute resolution, conflict coaching, um, that kind of stuff. The idea that we can embrace conflict in our life and use it as, um, a building block for something new. Um, I love change, I love when we shake things up, I love when we embrace technologies and I love when we embrace opportunities to collaborate um, and to, to learn from each other and to build something that's better. So I want to work on that, I'm, I'm a qualified mediator, I want to bring in some other um, dispute resolution people, we want to talk about restorative justice, um, conflict modes, mediation, collaboration, confidence, restorative justice, difficult conversations, mitigating conflict. Um, managing conflict at home, managing conflict at work, so many different options. uh, But we're going to focus on that kind of stuff because that's something I'm super passionate about. So I hope um, you'll enjoy me. uh, You'll enjoy that as well with me. So that's that's going to be it for this episode, my friends. Thank you so much, so much for joining me. Uh, It's been a blast. Make sure you connect with me on all of my social platforms. I'm on Twitch. We stream most of our live shows over there at Three Pines. I'm on Periscope as well at Coach Molly. I'm on YouTube and instagram and facebook we do our lives on uh on facebook and on youtube as well i'm on um i'm on twitter uh but i don't really know how this thing works so hit me up and uh let me know All right, everyone. Thank you again for joining me. It's been a blast. This has been Coach Molly for Three Pines Leadership and the Lifelong Podcast. Peace out. Bye for now, everyone. Until next time, remember, I love you and be excellent to each other.